Hello, lovers. Welcome to yet another episode of Fat Chats. You're here with Jade Mason from Sexy and Sovereign, as she is, and Melissa Louise from The Pleasure Studio. We are so excited to be here today, as always. <laughs> we get to hang out and chat, but we also get to chat about some really fantastic topics and today we're going to continue on from last week going further into this business of no <laughs> how to receive how to give no's all of the nuances plus we've got some other juicy and, things to throw in oh my god so many juicy things but as well is the building blocks of trust mm. so holding our no and building trust and and what is trust and we want to chat to, to the brothers about and the sisters of course but we really want to chat about what we can trust in you mm. and we've got some great stories to share about our week with our dating adventures and interactions with real-time people so <laughs> it's going to be fun <laughs> we poke them we know they're real it's okay we poke them <laughs> Well, I don't know about you, but I'm licking mine. <laughs> I licked it. It's real. <laughs> I licked it, therefore it's mine. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Do you know, speaking of licking, we have a cock waffle bakery down the road from me. A cock waffle bakery? I did not know it was here until a few weeks ago. Mexico so, yes. is fucking glorious. How much fun is that? Speaking of licking, I might really just go in and lick. It must be a cock waffle bakery. Honey, <laughs> I'm going to do, I've got a friend <laughs> arriving from the States and we're going to go in there both together. I don't want to go there and like sort of ruin my surprise. We're going to do it together and we're going to video it. And I'm going to send you, I might even call you. Let's do a video call and you can see me <laughs> licking cock waffles. I'm going to lick them all. <laughs> can you imagine going up to people? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, the fun shenanigans. Mm. I can't wait for our Mexico <laughs> retreat. Neither can I, honey. We'll just be in the, you can find us in the cock waffle bakery. <laughs> Ladies, we're going to the cock waffle shop today. Get your lick on. Get your lick on. Get get your lick on. Okay, where are where are we? What are we talking about? Well, I was going to ask you: Have you had a sexy, sexy moment? What's your slutty moment, babe? Other than wanting to lick waffles? <laughs> oh my god, I've had so many. But my favorite slutty moment was driving. A, driving head jobs are the best. It's like that moment when you just look at your person and you're like, "Oh my god, you're so hot right now. I need, I need to lick you." we've been driving for hours and hours and then i just look at him and i'm like yes take your pants off while you're driving and it got really hot so then we just pulled over fucked on the bonnet Mm. and then obviously at the same time we both went oh we're right next to the road We literally just were so hot and steamy that we pulled over a little bit off the road. 
Yeah, that was my slutty moment. It was such a turn on because we, we could get caught at any moment. So it was like a bonnet quickie. A bonnet quickie. So you didn't realise you were on the road because there was a semi-truck going past or a family car coming home from church. <laughs> Imagine a Holden, a Holden with three kids in the back and the mother. What are they doing, Mummy? Why are they? <laughs> Why is that man doing that to that nice lady over there? I love how you assume three kids in a car would call you a nice lady. <laughs> I mean, that's where your brain goes. Kids call me nice lady. Nice and and I'm so nice. Melissa, I live in a friendly universe. I wake up inside of a friendly universe every day. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm laughing so much I pulled my light out. Everyone else can go and get fucked. So, yes, I like how... um. In your universe, <laughs> children are like, I'm so nice that people can tell from the back of a car, even when they're six years old. <laughs> That's how nice I am. <laughs> Sorry, I'm digressing from your sexy bonnet moment. Way less sexy. Like, did you have? I know. I, I know. I just, I just said that. I went, yeah, sorry. I'm I just. Feeling, I'm feeling socially guilty. <laughs> are you? I'm no. having a proper slut shame moment where I didn't think of the children, the possibility of children in the back of the car. Children in a Holden. So let's delete. What do they do in access consciousness? They delete that out of time. So cancel, clue, delete, pod, What else do they say? Short yeah, nines, boys and beyond. I know. I know. No idea what he was talking I just about. I remember all that shit. Right, now I just go cancel, clear, delete. Okay, cancel, clear, de- delete the, the Holden. <laughs> Meanwhile, JD and her human has a happy vagina. JD has a very happy vagina, and your human has a very happy magical penis. He does. Mm. Very lickable, lovely lingam. <laughs> lickable lingams. <laughs> What was your sexy moment of the week? My sexy moment of the week was a solo one. I get this. I worked out by default that my bedroom floor is obviously not flat. <laughs> because. Mexico. I, my son went away for the night, Saturday night. So I, I had a clear intention that Sunday morning was my, oh, my God, self-pleasure time set up my whole space, was doing breath work, using my glass wand, using my jade egg. And I just like got this huge message, get on your, like get on the floor, get off the bed. So I get on the floor and I continue and I'm on all fours. And next minute I just flooded. It's like, it's like the bathroom flooded. <laughs> I flooded because I remember it just like so much ejaculate on the floor and I'm just like, my head's tilting and I'm like, no wonder men are so enamored by it. Like I was just mouth open. So I got up and, I, and I'm watching, I'm like, it all went out under the door. <laughs> nectar of life itself so you know <laughs> <laughs> so about this glorious 
moment. I actually cried a lot. I've, I do that when I have my own G-spot. I'm going to stop calling it G-spot, my own sacred area. Orgasm, I often cry. So it was interesting because mm. I was crying and I was hot. Not interesting, it was beautiful. And so when I opened the door, it's like, oh, God, now I've got to go into clean up mode. <laughs> like, I just, I feel there's a situation to sort out. Oh. <laughs> so typical, way. Just having the most amazing universal <gasps> moment, next thing, chaos. Mm. So. That sounds so beautiful. Yeah, it was actually. So let's talk for a moment about why we don't call it a G-spot because female body parts do not need to be named after men. Who finally found it. I, my question is how long was he searching? <laughs> and why did he claim it as his? This is, it's like, you know, climbing Mount Everest and sticking a flag in. This is mine. <laughs> I've been totally. searching for 15 years for this and now I found it. <laughs> There's another part, I can't remember, I think it's like in the fallopian tubes, it's a part of the uh, the anatomy of conception and because a male doctor discovered it, he named it after himself. So there's actually two really significant sexual female sexual body parts that are named after male doctors mm. because they believe they discovered it. And I just think it's fucking shit. <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's go down that road because I've got something else this I want to bring. Male privilege. Male privilege. I am going to forever. All women from, from here on are going to have their body parts named after me. So the guy who who discovered apparently discovered the G spot. <laughs> what was his name? Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's a german guy and his last name is one of those long words right so <laughs> that, that are a bit undescribable that's why it's called the g spot so and I mean, has educating people about it it's being not a sacred spot. spot and it's not a spot it's not a spot it's this whole spongy tissue that's wrapped around the urethra and it's exactly the same tissue that's up the bombs of men. So the prostate gland in the female is, this, is exactly the same tissue as a prostate gland in the male. Ours is wrapped around the urethra. That exact same tissue is up the anus of, in the masculine body. So better go searching. <laughs> JD, maybe we could like just claim, you know, the JM spot. We can call the prostate the JM spot. <laughs> MJ spot, the MJ spot. We, that's, that's it. We're going to start calling the male prostate. It's an MJ spot. <laughs> we'll give you back the G if you give us back. If you want the J and M taken out, you've got to take out the G. We'll, we'll do a swapsies. <laughs> MJ, it sounds like some kind of car. It's like racer. Ring and ding. Yeah, and this whole thing that it's a spot, this whole thing around um yeah the fact that he's even calling it a spot yeah there's a, there's a whole political agenda around that just like there's a political agenda around the hymen but we don't 
we could go into that now if you like, or we can continue down our no, other trajectory. I, I feel like it's it's kind of off topic, but it's mm. on topic. So we mm. will go into this in the next few episodes because what we're doing is we're building each week upon mm. itself. And this week we really wanted to talk, go deeper into the layers of trust. And I've had mm. some beautiful feedback from my cousins and oh, my lover, beautiful. and it's been really great to hear um, from the men what they need to trust. Mm. So um, this whole thing about the hymen and the body parts, in sharing awareness, we get to take back a little piece of what not trust of what's not trustable. Because essentially, sexually, we as females, we know when we're being approached in a really patriarchal, male-privileged way. And I just want to say, like, I'm not saying this from a place of judgment and I'm not going to get raw feminist about it. It's to share awareness because it's cultural conditioning and essentially so many people just don't even know right so by sharing awareness about it we get to learn together grow together Mm. see where we can do better and last week we were talking about the pressure to penetrate like this Mm. push forward and this whole thing of like it's it's that empire driven mindset of like i'm gonna conquer (laughs) and Mm. and it's it's super sexy to receive that when there's curiosity attached Mm -hmm. so if we think about these female body parts being claimed forever you shall remember (laughs) me in your vagina (laughs) (laughs) and Mm. and why our bodies as women shut down because there's certain elements of that conquer energy that we can't trust and our body remembers not being able to trust that. Mm-hmm. So it's super important to know these pieces because that's what we've been through as women. <clears throat> Can I add something into there, darling, what you're talking of about? Course, you know, ma'am. this empire yeah. factor where, you know, The masculine has been completely pressured into be that way to push forward, to get a result. They are result based. Like they, the masculine energy is into produce, to go forward. The other side of that. So we're, that's fine. Someone can be told or shared, or they can get the energy or they're taught to do something a certain way. Like that is the goal. The other side of the story is that we as women are not raised to trust ourselves. So when we're looking at the container of trust from the very beginning, it is made very, very clear to women in a society, in a religion, in a culture, that we cannot trust ourselves, that our felt sense, that our sense of feeling our boundaries, the way that orgasm even works in our body is to be dismissed. So, you know, in the, there's always like you can go forward and you meet you meet with resistance but we're actually taught 
enlarge not to have that resistance so this is also to where the men are emasculated where they're only given one side of the story and they're having to take care because they've got to go forth and produce the orgasm but this we're only ever taught one type of male orgasm there's over eight in the male body and you know most or even a lot of their orgasms in their body don't have a refractory period and ours don't but we're only taught about the masculine uh, the male bodied ejaculatory orgasm so they're given such little information but they have to win with that little information so there's that side and then we're not even taught to resist we're not taught to have really good nose or that we're not even taught that we or celebrated I should say we all get teased for it I, I feel and I think it comes up a lot where the feminine is consistently changing so when something's a yes it does shift to a no and it may be a no no then it's another yes then it's a no there's another yes like we're consistently shifting and changing David Data mm -hmm. talks about this you know in his book you know women are always going to change because every moment's different so bringing yeah. that, yeah, so, mm -hmm. I know, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, but, for, you know, it's very um, overwhelming to the masculine that hasn't been given, you know, the beauty of, of how women are, if that, that hasn't been shared with them. And their energy is, it's consistent. They're moving forward. They're going towards something. So everything's towards that. So I think in this conversation, as we're looking to something moving forward, it's when it's not meeting resistance, this is also too where things get moving. So if it doesn't meet with the boundary, and this is what we were talking today about the no's, where the men to be comfortable in hearing no and women to get better at a more eloquent no. So I just wanted to bring that other side in because I think it's so amazing. You know, Thank you. We're not, we're not empowered with who we are as women. And men are not empowered with who they are yeah, either. Like when exactly, you think exactly. about, I love mm. that point that you said that it's this conditioning. Like if you think about like the industrial revolution and that whole thing of like even just the pressure that you do what your forefathers did, we created this empire, now it's yours. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you need to show up in the following ways tick all these boxes, become this version of a man, and then you get a nice little badge on your, on your pocket to wear that says you're a good kid, and then you get to be rewarded in society. And so if, if you, and we mm. don't, I, I feel that often we don't, as women, we don't really have enough compassion for that. We can have yeah. more compassion, more awareness for this giant wall of pressure. And like, I know I'm so grateful for the seventies revolution and what happened in my dad's generation and the monumental amount of courage that it took for that generation to begin mm. to break the patterns of saying by default, yes, of course, I will take on the empire. And we were talking about this last night, like my dad was really courageous. He didn't build a massive empire for us, but he courageously said no to what was being expected of him. And I think that's really rad. So how does this fit into how can we trust you? 
Like I know for myself, I need to know that my beloved has the guts to stand in, like to check something out and say, does that light me up? Is this a fuck yes for me? Is this something that I know that I truly in my heart want to say yes to? Because if I can see someone doing something because of obligation, because it's the right thing to do, I immediately lose trust. Because how is he going to lead us through those deeper things? How is he going to hold me when I sometimes fucking, he's fucked me wide open and I just am a mess crying because Mm. there's some really deep trauma being released or something you know like it's just yeah that's all it was like yeah and I love because we were just showing before we hopped on you know before we hopped on recording this podcast we were speaking about that about that the know that your that your man has at the moment like your man at the moment has (laughs) not that he's got it just for the moment and just yeah you know, and we touched on this last week where when a woman receives the absolute truth from her partner, from the masculine, even though it might be an ouch, it's like, ah, oh, I can't manipulate him or he's not going to turn around and manipulate me emotionally. This is kind of nice guy stuff. Later, totally. You know, mm. so he's coming to all my gigs and he comes and meets and has dinner with my friends. And then, you know, and then it's like, well, I've done all of this for you. Are you going to do this for me? And now we're in a, in a pool of manipulation and obligation. Totally. And also the head fuck of, um, but you did all these things in the beginning. Why don't you do it anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, I was doing that just to please you so I could get you. Yeah. So then now it's and like, well, who um, are you? <laughs> Exactly. Who did I fall in love with? Mm. And Mm. and that's the piece that feels super solid and just awesome because it's like his love for himself Mm. is at this point of I am not compromising. Like this is who I am because to me I can feel it in my body when someone is actually loving me for who I am and when it's obsessive love when it's obsession because obsession wants it obsession is coming from this place of not being deeply rooted in self therefore willing to be pliable and be molded oh my god I'll do anything to be with you Mm. I will flip myself upside down I will completely change myself to be with you and that's that's not trustable and then what happens inside of our bodies as women is we start shutting down we can't understand why we're not wet we're not we start niggling like you were saying last week we're like dude where is this consistency coming back to the whole thing that you said before about consistency like the masculine is the solar the 24-hour consistent energy and the feminine is the lunar where we're moving through this 28-day flow of all the fucking glorious seasons of life and the reflections Mm -hmm. of feminine energy. So what we really need is that consistency, that 24-hour energy, that like, boom, hey, 
I'm still who I was yesterday and I'm changing in consciousness, of course. Like we don't, we don't have to be defined. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be defined, especially when you're making love to a woman who knows herself. Her womb and her pussy is just going to fucking boom, bring you up into everything that you are. But it's like what that consistency that we need in your ability to keep loving yourself and not fucking ever compromise yourself for us. Mm. And I really love that you said manipulation because mm. like it's this is where we as women need to be really aware of our power because we, we can we can cut a man down with a word you know fully creativity is magic just... we our womb energy has the ability to create or cut down mm. and so what are we how are we using our sexual energy our erotic energy to build be trustworthy in how we weave like what are we sewing into these legendary glorious lovers of ours whether they're male or female mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you wanted to talk about having an eloquence of a no which I love yeah I I know from my journey <laughs> and I know it's speaking to my female clients and I know that we've had these sorts of conversations getting back to that part where socially in families, culturally, religiously, women are not, you know, sort of seen and honoured for for how they feel and how they shift and move and their intuition and their felt sense. So often we're raising ourselves into a paradigm that our nose, we're not even really trusting our nose. And by the time it gets out, uh, it's so important that it's a no that we say angrily or we say it pissed off or we say it in a way because it's got to be bloody well heard because there's no room for discussion anymore or we're really fucking nervous oh my god Mm. well you know I've never really said you know apart I've never really said no to this before what's going to happen there's the other side that men are generally larger than us they're stronger than us we have epigenetics of if we say no, something's going to happen if they get angry because we also have a culture that doesn't have safe places for men or women to get angry in, so it comes out sideways. So this is all of the stuff that's going on in the primal brain. So this no, this one word no is so weighted much of the time. So it's this practice of being playful with our no. It's a practice of saying no a lot more. And what, I mean, I'm so like, I, I'm so sure this has happened with you. I know for me, if I get to say no more, when I say no, and it's, you know, I feel like it's respected, it turns into a yes, often. Not that you say it and not that men, you get to invite women to say no, so it turns to a yes, but it's leading <laughs> up to that edge, you know. It's like if I get to say no and it's really respected and it received well, you know, it's not, there's no tantrum, there's no manipulation on the other one to try, then I feel, so, oh, I'm safe to say no. Yeah. In this container and, oh, I can be playful and say no and it's met with play or it's met with honesty. So fun yeah. for someone to express, damn, you know, oh, ouch that hurts you know or ouch what a shame or whatever so oh there's the honesty and they're not 
dumping. So this is that container of safety and safety is so fucking sexy. So the eloquence oh, yeah. of the, <laughs> the eloquence of the female, it's, is having the felt sense more in the know, being more feminine in the know. Not when I say feminine, I don't mean like soft and sweet, although that's so fine at times, but being it really truthful of like, ah, I'm feeling, God, my no, I, this is a no to me. And I'm feeling really frustrated that I actually have to say it because I was so sure I put this boundary in before. Like it's fine to like feel it, but not to be dumping. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So we, when the more felt sense of a no, that can be received a lot easier. Um, and also too, when we're in our truth and it's not an anger dump, then we're dealing with the no instead of the anger dump, you know, because often then it becomes a secondary thing that we have to deal with or the third party thing now that we need to deal with. And before, you know, I can't remember exactly. Oh, we're talking about penetration, the male privilege. Oh, that's right, our genitals male privilege it's there is a also social sense that men need to practice hearing no they really need to practice being able to hear no on a social sense you know on a cultural society every sense Mm. there is that social especially Mm. yeah oh in all ways in all ways but it comes out because i go to the lovemaking space right Mm. and think about this whole piece where obviously we both people want to get off and if a man cannot hear a no when you're saying can you do it a little bit differently like so close but this is how i need my clitoris to be caressed or whatever it is that you need to say this piece of knowing that your partner can hold you in a redirection that they want to know how you need it rather than assuming. And this, this is that thing of like the pressure on him to just be able to do it. Like, boom, here I am. This is how it's worked for all the other people right so it's such a two-way street because for us we need to be able to have this place of not just putting up with it of being able to say of to being able to claim our pleasure and how we Mm. want it as individuals knowing that there are no two pussies that are the same so to approach them in the same way is ridiculous it's the same as approaching a cock in the same way like every individual Mm. is different basically our genitals are the same as our fingerprint we're all so different Mm -hmm. so why bring this ego thing of needing to be right into the space we can just fully come from this place of hey i need to know what your no is so that i can take you to your yes Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the other thing that the other piece I just wanted to kind of bounce with you on on the sub the things that you brought up is when we like in the boundaries thing where you know you're feeling really frustrated another amazing thing that I've discovered is asking a question hey I think we talked about this. What do you recall from that mm. conversation? 
what do what do you recall that I needed and I want to clarify what you needed <clears throat> because this is how like I'm now I'm feeling a bit frustrated because maybe we had a misunderstanding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because in asking the question can I clarify can we can we just have a minute to clarify it kind of takes it out of that place of the raw yeah and I also really love what you said because essentially um it's the building up of not speaking out that creates Mm -hmm. that thing that both both genders don't trust that in themselves like we all have that there where we really fear speaking our need or speaking our boundary because we haven't we don't number one we don't know how to do it often we actually just don't have the communication skills to be able to say it in a way that is non-confrontational yeah yeah like look at most movies i just cringe i'm like can't believe this is teaching (laughs) our kids how to communicate it's ridiculous and so Mm. a little breakthrough that we had this week is i said to him can we just have a little thing where if you feel like there's something building up and i have something that i feel like i'm building up but i don't know how to talk about it that we just say to each other hey there's a there's a thing that I know I need to talk about and I don't know how to talk about it. Mm. So then the person receiving the person who needs to speak is automatically in a place of listening. Yeah. And creating enough like then it's the opportunity to trust because the next building block in that is making a decision not to react if you're taking offense to your person like just to fucking see them to hear them to listen and be supportive because that's going to shatter trust immediately if there's offense taken and Mm -hmm. drama drama town I so love that. Like straight away, what I hear is here's the whoever is expressing that there's a thing that they don't know how to talk about. That's a feminine chaos. That's emotion. That's mm. unknown. Like what's going to happen if I do don't say it? I don't know how it's going to come out. And so when as soon as the other person hears that, the deeper breath, the stillness, they're creating the masculine container of witness. Like okay, because they're yes. Like the yes to receive that mm-hmm. is I'm agreeing to create the masculine container right now yeah I've got you I've got you and then the silence because you know that they're nervous to say it so it's also understanding Mm. that there's nerves or unsurety you know what what, what do we want in partnership is to like hold that Mm. space so it's like please you know be safe Mm. so you create the say automatic not automatically but there's that natural flow to go into the masculine container of creating safety the container of safety yeah beautiful I wanted to actually well it's still going on from that it's like this is what I love about kink yeah like when we're talking about a no so when you you signed up for a kink class didn't you 
Oh, yeah, I'm about to. I'm, I just got their email. I'm, I'm going to do a level. Yeah, I'm going full on masterclass with these two women in um, Austin. Like, it's amazing. I can't wait yeah. to hear it. All oh, my about God. It. All the deets. Um, yes, it's it's doming, doming your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I noticed I've changed position. He's stuck up. <laughs> you got my naughty naughtiness on. <laughs> so in kink, when you're discussing the uh, safe word and you're building the container, when um, when when you've heard what the other, you know, if you're going to be the dom, if you're taking that that role, the sub shares, you know, the the person in receiving shares the um, their safe word. And the next question is, it's not just, okay, that's your safe word. The question is, so when you say your safe word, what do you need from me? Mm. Yeah, so it's like also empowering, okay, well, I need you to stop. I need you to hold me. I need you to step back. You know, maybe it'd be like if I say red, that I will need everything to stop, you know, and maybe even distance. And then, you know, then I need you to ask me, do I need more? Whatever, like you're placing all of the response, you're not responsibility, you're being able to be responsible for what happens. So then also too, in kink, you practice that. This is this is why kink to me is the most spiritual, in-depth way to engage with someone because it is the creating the container. So, okay, there's your no. You want me to say this? Well, there's your safe word. You're like, so then it's practice. So then the, you know, Person A says they're safe word. Person B responds away that and go, you know, and then it gets tweaked if it was like, oh, no, not like that. Da, 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 da. Because it's like you're going to go so deep in these containers. You need to have this container of safety. So that's what I really love about that. <laughs> My God, that is so beautiful. And it's a game changer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Even just thinking about kink as spiritual, like I can – I can fully hear all the um, energetic and sensual blueprints going. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> energetic and kink are actually really well matched. All of them are matched, like when you find the bridges. But energetic mm. kink are really well matched because the psycho. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a place of play mm-hmm. and curiosity. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of people wouldn't even know how to communicate. Like, mm. uh, let's be honest, by default, even ask, even saying, hey, can we have some code words for the things? It's so different. It's just a, a foreign concept for a lot of people. Mm. Mm-hmm. It always intrigues me how the blockage towards communication is more acceptable and how the the possibility of drama is so much more comfortable where the outcome of drama and chaos and pain and hurt is more comfortable or Mm. perceived to be more of a comfortable option than the option of being uncomfortable, learning ways to communicate and trying things out. Yeah. It astounds me. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's literally like comes down to whether you're choosing to be 
an evolving human or to be mm. defined by what you've already experienced because mm. yeah I mean I look back at the way I used to communicate two years ago mm. and it took a massive rumble with my one of my family members to wake me up to what I was mm. doing by default and what we were doing and um one of my beautiful cousins Joshua, him and I were chatting he could feel me this week and he was like JD I just want to wrap my my brother arms around you like how are you what do you need are you okay and he was so on point because I did I needed I mm. needed to be held by that beautiful masculine presence and oh my god I feel like I'm gonna cry <laughs> he said I was talking about the the abusive stuff that I'm coming out of and he said to me I will never let I will never say anything that my wife has to digest I will never speak a word into the center of our relationship that will damage her or give her more to deal with in this world because it's my job to protect her and lift her up mm. and it was such a monumental moment in time for me because mm. it just solidified that any fire, any reactivity in me and the spurting forward of words that cannot be unspoken, like sticks and stones might break my bones but names will never hurt me. That is fucking ridiculous. It's, and this is the place where if I, if I can trust you to be angry and not hurt me, I'm yours if I can trust you to speak what you need to speak in a way that is uncomfortable for both of us but true I'm yours and unfortunately what we know is to blame the other person for how we're feeling and to just go into this place of like overpowering energy and it's not necessary so I've made a little pact with myself that I just will never say things to people that I love that is going to give them more to deal with in the world mm. and this is like an attack on their personality this is an attack in making them wrong so let let's not let's not mistake healthy boundaries for abuse they're not the same thing yeah have it there is a way that we can communicate and be honest and be in our feeling and you know you can still be pissed without attacking the other person without having this place of 
making them wrong and their existence wrong because you're feeling uncomfortable in yourself. So yeah, if any couples out there or just anybody needs help with that, I have some spaces available for sessions this week because I I know how deeply it sucks to have to know that you need to speak up but you just don't know how to and it's it's like literally years and years of retraining yourself and learning new ways to come into the container that you're allowed to have your feeling and you're allowed to have your boundaries boundaries are good saying hey when this thing keeps happening it hurts me Mm -hmm. not when you do this thing you're so you're being so inconsiderate and you know then you spew forth all the interpretations of what that person's actions and non-actions mean Mm. I've just recently been doing Byron Katie that just really hit I've been revisiting I took a client through last week and yeah that whole thing of you you've done this you are this you do this oh it's just yeah I I often hear her voice of like mm. is it is true, true? Do I know it to be true 100%? Well, actually, no. I don't know what another person is thinking. It doesn't matter if I've been hanging out with them for 20 years. I still don't know what they're thinking because they're a changing, evolving person. And now we loop back around to that thing of like, hey, I'm just curious. And you can say, my brain is telling me that when you do or don't do this thing, it means this. Is it true? Mm Mm-hmm. Because then they can go, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. My sister sent me this really funny meme today um, the other day and it was about this woman who's like spent the day with her man and she's got all these sexy things planned and, you know, she's like she's fully in the connection space because that's our jam. That's the women bring the connection. Anyway, it's really funny. It goes on and on and on and on. And she's there interpreting his distance and his his disconnection and all the things as like, you know, he's he's not attracted to me and he's moving away from me and blah, blah, blah. So it's like a little diary entry of a woman, right? And then he goes, and then she goes to bed and she's like, baby, come to bed with me. And he's just sitting there and he's like, yeah, yeah, soon. Then he comes to bed and he falls asleep and she's like, oh, my God, he's so not attracted to me. He doesn't love me anymore. Blah, 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 blah. His diary says, I can't get the fucking boat to work. What's wrong with it? <laughs> she's got 17 pages. <laughs> and he's just like, he's been distant. He's been distant because he just needs to get the boat to work. Mm. I is to provide her with an adventure and this yeah. rad thing that he wants to do with her but he probably wanted to do it on the day he's probably <laughs> yeah. wanting to do it on the day and he doesn't want to let her down so he's just staying in it oh yeah. so I've got my own real life example of that last Thursday yeah 
oh so we I went on you know I went on a date with this with this man before he flew away this man that I gave my pussy juice card to (laughs) so we're seeing each other for the third time that week but I was so nervous like I was more nervous for that coffee date than I was going out for lunch seeing him at night I was a mess like I was in my little like really really (laughs) nervous and so I also caught, I saw what was, I saw, you know, could have, you know, a minute in, I went, oh, this is what's happening. So I go in and cause I'm a bit late <laughs> and, and he's sitting there, we're in this small coffee shop and I felt, cause I was feeling nervous and I was feeling more self-aware. I felt, I interpreted that he was going distant and cold. Yeah distant and cold and sitting up and distant and cold and being a bit silent so then I'm getting more nervous and I'm getting more like ah and so I also what I do and this is one thing I speak to clients about with with women like I shut myself like you go we go into defense oh he doesn't like me anymore so you go into defense and shut off and like that is like the most painful thing you can ever do to the mass is is like shut off shut him out you know so this is all split second stuff yeah so I shut down. And so I noticed that it was just, and I went, oh, he really doesn't like me. And because there's nothing happening in the space now because I'm not feeling and I'm not in my felt sense. I'm not in my emotion, whatever's going on. I've just gone stiff as a board. He's just, oh, what's going on? So then, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, what is, so then I shared and said, oh my God, I'm really nervous. And he's like, really? He's going, and you know, he just, he told me how beautiful I was. He goes, this dress that you're wearing, this, da, da, da. And he goes, well, you might be nervous, but I'm sitting here going, how the fuck am I going to kiss you? And all I want to do is like rub all of your legs and rub every inch of your body and kiss every inch of your body. So here I'm thinking, he doesn't like me. And he's in his mind going, we're in a small coffee shop and I want to devour her. How am I going to do that? Like, and so I'm like, I'm off like, okay, it's over. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't like me. And he's like trying to, how do I get her undressed? <laughs> just that whole thing of like <laughs> where our heads go a different way and it was just this thing like he's gone into thinking he went straight he was in thinking and he was really getting really practical about it so he's in his mind getting practical <laughs> and what can I say to her what you know what's too much information what's not <laughs> and my yeah. brain's telling me something else you know but then once I'm in the felt set now he's got something to oh she's nervous and she's giggling and so like, oh Oh yeah, I can see. Wow, I can see that you're shifting in your seat. Like it was just, it was beautiful. It was just that split of like, <gasps> my brain's gonna take me down here <laughs> to the untruth land. To what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like that's where it's really great to respond to your brain in untruth land by inviting them into connection because that's what we need. Anytime we start shutting down, there is a need for connection, right? So I just really want to reflect how cool it was that Mm. you shared something honest in that moment. Mm. I'm feeling nervous. So you, and by doing that, he got to know you a bit better. So Mm. essentially, by sharing what you were feeling without blaming, without projecting, you could have gone, dude, it's really obvious you're not into me, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Stormed out. <laughs> and he's like, but wait, I'm against strategizing the kiss. <laughs> but you didn't. 
you just mm. held yourself. You went into that place where you're not abandoning you and invited him into your heart, mm. your world. And this that's what I love about David Dieter's work is mm. recognising that, you know, really working with the awareness of what you were talking about last week with the positive and negative poles and that for masculine and feminine, whoever's mm. playing those roles, it's actually opposite, right? Mm. So we nourish each other and the circuitry between the masculine and feminine becomes a circle because we come from our heart and we don't shut down because the minute that we shut down then we've got two negative poles and what do they do so his his sexual and arousal energy is inspired by our heart radiance and our ability to just be in this place of hey i'm i am supremely fucking feminine and I feel my way through life. Mm. I am willing and safe to feel the things that I'm feeling right now with a, without making him responsible or her responsible without fucking, geez, I've got my potty mouth on today. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everybody, not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's this thing of, really being willing like how willing am i to feel every single thing that is moving mm. through me without making it a story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. and then inviting him into a snippet of your world mm. but it Which has to be coming from a fully self-responsible place yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling nervous. And that creates safety. I mean, these are these containers of safety. It's safe when you know the truth, when you feel that it's truthful. Mm. Because the masculine feels the world through the feminine. So if we're withholding, when we're withholding and we hold on, hold on, hold on until what do they feel? They feel our dump. They feel our anger. They feel our resentment. That's what gets felt. They're not feeling it, you know, because we're withholding, pulling back, withholding, pulling back, shutting down. And then, you know, so they can't feel what's going on until (laughs) it's thrown at them like a cannonball. Mm. it's a dance and it's that's that is how we lose their trust because if a man feels like he can't do anything right if nothing is enough that he has no more purpose inside of the relationship Mm. Mm -hmm. so this is why it's super important what am i actually how am i using my magic how am i using this sexual energy Mm. because i have the power to move the things in the direction I want it to go or completely blow this thing up and make this man shut down. Mm -hmm. And it's super easy to do that when you perceive that you're about to be rejected. Yeah. Yeah. And you're already in the conclusion that you're being abandoned or rejected. 
This feels like an amazing time to talk about the astrology of this weekend. So yes. Solar eclipse. But the cool thing is, is that Jupiter and Mars and Venus are having this amazing rendezvous in Pisces. So what this actually means is Jupiter is the big benevolent father energy of the universe. He's all about fun, abundance, play, yum, right relationships with ourselves and others, right? So Big Daddy is having a date <laughs> with Lady Sensuality herself. <laughs> and this is really, it's a really powerful time to set up an erotic space with your lover, to practice all the things that we have shared with you today, mm -hmm. to come into this right relationship with yourself. So within all of us, we have Jupiter and within all of us, we have Venus. Within all of us, we have Mars. All of the planets exist within us and this is the way that they speak through us is different. Mm -hmm. But what's powerful about this weekend is that we get to have a rendezvous with this beautiful divine masculine energy of Jupiter in Pisces. So it's really deep, dreamy waters. Great time to do practice sex magic. It's a great time to like have a date with your partner and cast your dreams forward and what you really want to create co-create together as a couple and paired with that is this north node of the moon so the north node of the moon is like this collective path of destiny this may look like a complete financial upheaval which we know we're going through as a collective so um because it's a solar eclipse everybody we are working magic of attraction we're working with the light there will be this pull to look at what's crumbling and freak the fuck out about it especially if mm -hmm. you're from the generation of Chiron in Taurus because there is a whole generation who have Chiron in Taurus where our stability and security around money can be the our achilles heel so during this eclipsed season because like this eclipse window which eclipses they ripple out for six months so my friends mm. we're not defined by our financial status we are not defined by the empires and the stuff that Melissa and I have already addressed today. We're actually <laughs> defined by our fuck yes. We are defined by our magic. We're defined by our freedom. So this is why using the energies of what's happening in the universe, because planets are light and light is information. And the information that is being shared with humanity right now is powerful on top of this lilith the first mother before <laughs> eve got her fucking bra on lilith was in the <laughs> without the bra rocking it out 
Hello, darling. Make sure you eat the whole apple. Otherwise, humanity is going to be fucked. So thank you <laughs> for eating the apple. And now Lilith is home. Now Lilith is healing the mother wound in us all. We are all being called home to what is divine mother. We have lived on a planet that has worshipped divine father for way too fucking long and divine Oof. mother is home because what they are doing is sitting side by side. Jupiter mm. and Lilith sitting side by side saying, I'm here to liberate you from this bullshit that you have been taught by default that you have to rely on a system that doesn't work for your provision because the truth mm. is is that our provision comes from our sexual energy and this is one of the reasons that Melissa and I are so passionate about what we do mm. because we are here to help liberate you from sexual and emotional mental limitation that has been put on us by default because our pleasure abundance flow freedom creativity erotic space it's your it's our birthright having mm. right relations with all beings is our fucking birthright man mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so as it crumbles as the shitstorm continues to be kicked up because it needs to be. We're in the middle of a renovation process. Keep having orgasms. Keep doing the things. Remember mm. that sometimes silence is the language of wisdom. That when we feel, we get to heal. We get to decide what we what wolf we're feeding and just be rad. Mm. That was awesome, honey. <laughs> Delivered from my backup dancers to you because I am your backup dancer. <laughs> Can I ask at the moment, and I don't know if it's still around, but a few on the weekend maybe? Under the moon or next to the moon, there was three planets aligned. Is that what you're talking about? Those three? Yeah. So they're That's still, okay. Mm. Venus and Mars mm. and Saturn. No, no, Saturn. Where is Saturn? I don't know. There's so many of them. <laughs> Let me tell this you, is... I feel like I need to tell, I say this for someone. Um... I just want to speak into the space that your clitoris never ages. <laughs> that came to me when you were when you were talking about keep on having your orgasms and your clitoris doesn't age. Yes. You know. Oh, and it's so beautiful in the Pussy Talks film that we share with our mm. lady, which will be probably a part of our um, retreat. Oh yes. Mexico. Yeah. Um is seeing these beautiful older women and because the the entire documentary is amazing and and these women talk about how they receive their pleasure mm -hmm. and what works for them because really like we were saying earlier 
what turns you on is not what the previous yeah what turned on the previous lover so it's really about claiming who you are and what you need mm-hmm. and what I love was in watching the pussy talks film was the beautiful gray pussies who had so much wisdom and so much play so much play (laughs) and i loved at the end they would say if she if she could if my pussy could talk she would say i love that (laughs) yeah so beautiful Mm. did you find where saturn is Uh, yeah saturn's in aquarius Mm. so he's not a part of that beautiful line in the sky Mm. but yeah and and mars in pisces is a bit uncomfy because it's um like putting a fiery warrior inside murky water Mm. the the knowing where to take action could be a little bit confusing but just really lean into that yummy jupiter energy and the venus energy and that that sacred union masculine feminine sensuality within you through taste touch smell sound like mm. really get in the body taurus season is about being in the body mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting when you're talking about the warrior after i had my self-pleasure practice on sunday morning and cleaned up the floor <laughs> i pulled a card and it was a lady of lightning as my ally That's you, <laughs> it's like <laughs> so yes Mm. so tell us what's lightning in your world my honey what what are you you in your business you're cooking so in the kitchen right now yes I am so I'm just getting really clear around like you know I've got my whiteboard here yesterday I was writing up like you know an all-in-one color all the things that I need to touch on every week like have I done the bits for this 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 and this um, reaching out for people, you know, just to get, you know, get into onto podcasts. But I'm getting, I've made a clear thing. My to my men's course and my women's course will be online by end of June, July. So I'm getting all of my videos back already from the first lot of filming that I've done. So just getting clearer where I want that to go. And um, exciting. It is really, really exciting. I'm feeling more, you know, it's also too really honouring about hugest year that I had last year and how exhausted I was because I went and got all of my hormones and minerals and everything checked so I'm actually on homeopathics and minerals and it's just made such a difference like oh (laughs) such a difference I'm just feeling all of that is in such support of getting stuff and as you know because I left you a message I've just been creating and downloading ideas for our retreat and the mentorship and I just I feel like this it's all coming forth and like, oh, the excitement for that. So, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about it too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're ha- holding a retreat around January. In Mexico. In Mexico. So, lovers, it's going to mm. be so fun and very deep, of course, because Melissa and I are both. The perfect blend of playful mm. and spiritual as fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm really excited to hold space for mm. all of the spectrums of play and yeah, I'm really going deeper, especially 
especially with this stuff that we've talked about today. So you can trust yourself. Like at the end of the day, it's all about knowing who we are and being fully tapped in to our yes and our no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Power is in play. That just also came to me too. What's what it's like? Your clitoris is, <laughs> doesn't age and power is in play. And that's what I think our retreat, you know, we talk about this all the time. Our retreat's definitely around lots of pay, play, the power in that, and then those containers that bring you to that. So, yeah. Yeah, fully. Mm. Because playfulness and being silly and humour mm. and being light and flirty and all these things, it that's so spiritual <laughs> and there is so, so much feminine. seriousness inside of this these industries and inside of all of the stuff and honeys it does not have to be like that yeah it doesn't have to be like that so yeah awesome. we will be leading by example and <laughs> helping you <laughs> Up into all of that, especially down at the, um, the cock waffle shop. We can we be running around <laughs> licking cocks <laughs> on sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness me! That could be our creating office. All right, lovers, thank you so much for being here. Bye, JD. Thank you. Bye, my honey. Mm. Love, love. Love you. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening, everyone. Send your questions and feedback in. Like, follow, share.